My name is J.R. Robinson, and I want to welcome you back to my podcast, When He Speaks Erotica, from a man's perspective. As always, I'd like to say thank you for the support and the love. Greatly appreciate it. Um, tonight's topic is psychological facts about attraction. Um, so let's go ahead and, well, let me go ahead and give my disclaimer, and then we can go ahead and get into it. The content displayed on this podcast is the intellectual property of When He Speaks Erotica. You may not reuse, reprint, or, I'm sorry, you may not reuse, republish, or reprint such content without our written consent. All information provided is merely for entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for professional advice. Should you decide to act upon any information on this podcast, you do so at your own risk. When the information on this podcast has been, while the information on this podcast has been verified to the best of our ability, we cannot guarantee that there are no mistakes or errors. Okay, like I said, tonight's topic is psychological facts about attraction. So please sit back, relax. And let me talk to you. All right. Um, this, as always, this started out as something else. I was going to do, uh, was I going to do, uh, the, the different stages of love. And as I was reading, I somehow or another branched off and found this topic a little bit more appealing or more, um, interesting. And uh, like I said, I, I strive to do something different every time I talk. There, there are times where I may have talked about a couple of things um, since I've done this, you know, more than once. But um, I strive to look for different things to, uh, you know, bring up and talk about. So um, this one was uh, a little bit interesting. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Another topic is when he speaks erotica, and erotica is about sex. I know it. Trust me, I know. Um, I had that conversation with someone a couple of weeks ago. Um, but like I said, I haven't. Um, I'm still working on my book. There's a lot I got to do as far as editing and changing up words and being a little bit more original and, you know, not just having the basic. You got between the legs and then you start pumping on you. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm working on. And that's the the name of the book. So um haven't changed it yet. Haven't changed the podcast over yet, but I'm going to. Just a matter of time. But I like when he speaks erotica and most of my I try to bring like a 50-50 balance. You know, 50% sex, 50% relationship. And then add in some, you know some other talk but um this fits me this is this is a good fit so i think i'm gonna stick with it for a while and who knows i may not change i may just keep it but you know i'm liking the flow of it and it's definitely uh suitable for what i'm talking about so let's go ahead and get into this uh conversation similarities attract there's a lot of psychological research out there that make on what makes women attractive to men. However, 
much of it is shrouded in mystery. For some of us, love is at first sight. It's, it's, it's like an absolute must. Um, it's one of those things where your feelings for someone is like instant. For others, love is like a, a what is a slow burn, taking time to develop before it burns out. Um, before it burns out. Whatever type of love it takes, we all have to start somewhere. According to research into the world of attraction psychology, it's all about similarities. But then some people say it's about opposite attracts. When you think about it, opposites, uh, when you think about you know opposite attracting, uh, it's kind of like Say if you use the word, what, um, kind. And what do you get? The opposite of kind. You get a mean person. When you think of something, your subconscious mind takes that thought and tries to find the exact opposite of that. This is how the mind works. And a lot of times, these opposite things do attract and especially in romance, romance, sex, uh, men and women, women and women, men and men. You know, when two people hook up, you know, they're not the same people. You know, they may be the same gender or maybe opposite gender, genders, but mentally, their mental makeup, their psychological makeup, the way they eat, the way they sleep on one side of the bed, the way they you know, take a shower. Some people like to take showers together. Some people have to be in the shower by themselves. Some people don't like to take showers every day. Some people gotta take one or two showers a day. We're all different people. But to some degree, there's a level of attract there's a level there's a level of opposites attracting and there's a level of similarities attracting. It's like, if someone is kind, he's more likely to go after someone who's mean and vice versa. I, that's one of those things I really don't truly believe. I think it's about preference, you know what I'm saying? Because I think to some point you can you can dictate that, that, that behavior, you know? But I guess when when they given these this this data, they're talking from a more broader perspective. They're not they're not they're not dumb not dumbing. They're not uh, tunneling tunneling it down to a more logical perspective. Because if someone's mean to me, <laughs> I'm going the other way. I'm not gonna run up on somebody and say, hey, I'm gonna be your punching, your, your you know, punching back. So just me, curse me out, slap me. No. That that turns me off. That's that's something that I, I can't accept. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just letting someone step all over me and do what the fuck they want to, and that's not gonna happen. You know, not from the beginning and not in a long-term relationship. You know, 
So I think it's more about what researchers, uh, doctors, psychologists, I think they look at it more on a, you know, on a broader scale. They don't look at it more individually. And if they do, it's more to the way they mind think in the individual um, perspective. Um, I did decide to do a little bit about the stages allowed to, to, to cover it. And it's not really blended in with this conversation that well, but I'm gonna go ahead and, and attack it and see if I can, uh, you know, add to what I'm talking to, what I'm talking about, I'm sorry. The stages of love. I'm going to try to explain the stages of love in a simple way. There are many theories about what love is and how it develops, but they're all but they all have one thing in common. They all involve the concept of stages. Many say that love is a journey that takes place in a series of distinct stages. So, like I said, with that, you know, with the stages of love, it's all about perspective. You know what I'm saying? True, it says the one thing everyone have in common involves concept of stages but some people don't even get to stages they just bum rush the motherfucking excuse me y'all <laughs> they bum rush the door they, they go through the door and just take a chance you know what I'm saying not realizing what can be behind that door or what not what's not behind the door you know what I'm saying so when it comes to theories and perspectives, man. It's, I just don't see it being the way people, you know, try to say it is. Because everybody don't flow the same way. Everybody's mind don't see things or you know, acknowledge things in the same manner. You know? um, I got a couple of facts that I want to share and then uh, I'm going uh, to talk about some of them. The first one is women are influenced and persuaded by, by man's sense of humor and being sarcastic. That's one fact. One psychological fact. The second one. If someone is attracted to you, their eyes start blinking more than usual during a conversation with you. Next. If you don't love yourself, you'll always be chasing people who don't love you either. Most people make a decision regarding a person's attraction within three seconds of meeting. Okay. When someone stares at your mouth <laughs> during a conversation, that person desires to kiss you. I've heard that one. I heard it. Um, I can't remember where I heard it from. That's something I've heard more than one time. And we are more attracted to people wearing red because red triggers a basic primal response as a signal of sexuality, fertility, health, and status. And uh, someone told me this as far as a red tie is concerned. Like when you go on an interview, 
is it always wear, wear a red tie because it stands out. It makes it seem like you have a sense of a... <sighs> I heard leadership qualities um, that you... Um, that you're able to, you know, think outside the box. It, it just labels you as a certain type of person, you know? And I see a lot of people, you know, wear the red tie or the red dress. Like I think, uh, yeah, I know when I did my um, my artwork for this uh, podcast, I found a woman in the red dress and I tried to make the red dress stand out because it had that, when you see it, it's the picture. You know what I'm saying? The guy in the blue suit, well-dressed and he's sharp. But that red dress, it hits you automatically. As soon as you see it, as soon as I saw I had to coordinate the the, um, the title with the dress, you know what I'm saying? And if anybody need any graphic work, please, you can reach me at my laptop. <laughs> Excuse me. You can reach me at my laptop lounge. Uh, my laptop lounge, LLC.com. And, um, if you need anything um, as far as graphic work or laptop, not laptops, or logos or websites design, please get at your boy. Please, please let me know and um, we can see if we can get something done for you. That's just my little uh, my little plug for my other business. So um, check me out. Back to uh, psychological facts. Being ignored causes women to lose interest. The person ignoring them become less attractive both physically and mentally. Next. Our pupils dilate as much as 45% when we see someone we're attracted to. This behavior is involuntary. When a man looks at a woman whom he finds attractive, the region of the brain that deals with fear becomes more active. Now I'm gonna have to look into that because I get it, but I don't understand it to a degree. So I'm gonna have to do some research on that. Ironically, you can always tell when someone likes someone else, but you can't tell when someone likes you or not. Hmm. I'm gonna have to look into that one too because nine times out of ten you can tell when someone likes you. So to not know. You have to be, you know, fucking blind. You know, if, if you're getting all the signals and if you're getting like that, that sense of a connection, then you definitely know that that person have, has an interest in you. Um, what's the next one? Most people make decisions regarding the person's attraction with the three seconds. I'm just I read that one already. People who feel pressure to look attractive are more likely to fear rejection of other of others based on appearance. And women tend to be more attracted to men who are good with dogs and babies. I've heard that. Um, I know when it comes to my dog, like if I have to take it to the to the um, to the vet or to the doggy hotel for the weekend. A lot of people are like, because my dog is small. 
a lot of people were like, why you have such a small dog? And I, you know, go to the, explain of what the origin of, you know, who I bought the dog for at first and, you know, how I had to take care of the dog and she's just like family, you know? Um, so she got her nails done, she got her hair done and she acts like she's my wife. But when I'm out, if, if I'm out where people can see the connection that we have, because one lady walked up to me and said, if you could be a big man and have such a small dog, y'all must really have a good connection. I'm like, yeah, it's... Because at first I didn't care for it. Then over the years, she just became, you know, part of the family, part of my family. So, and I've heard that with babies too. Um, what's the next one? You change your voice. <laughs> You change your voice whenever you're talking to someone, you find a tractor that you like. Yes, bingo, Yahtzee. I've done it many times. I have a deep voice, but then I take it all the way deep. I take it down to the bare white level. And I'm just like, yo, what's up? <laughs> so yes, that's quite true. I mean, it worked. And sometimes I've had people say, look, you know, your voice is not that deep. You ain't even got to do that. You know, I like you or I don't like you. You know what I'm saying? Move on. So, I mean, sometimes, it, well, it's worked a lot and sometimes it, it has backfired. So, but yeah, that's definitely uh, one that I can say is, is true. Psychologically, excuse me, psychological, psychological, psycho, psychologically says, if you don't, if you still talk about it, if you still talk about it, you still care. And if it still hurts, you still care. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm gonna go back and do that again because it's bothering me. Psychology says, <laughs> if you still talk about it, you still care. And if it still hurts, you still care. It's just, I, can't, I don't like to be, I don't like to say a word and it don't sound right and then move on. It drives me crazy, so that's why I had to go back. And that's just a personal, what is it, what is it, pet peeve of mine. The next one, a guy is more likely to fall for you if you do something that scares him. Hell nah. You eat shit with me, you most likely get punched in your throat if you're scared. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I mean, I ain't no scary chump, you know, dude, you know what I'm saying? But I don't want nobody trying to scare me or, you know, thinking they can walk up on me acting crazy because you're going to get it. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get a two-piece, you know, and the biscuit with it. So um, it takes two to four years to completely get to know someone. Those waiting this long to marry have less chance of divorce. Hmm. Not sure about that one. Because... Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to look at that. I, I, I just don't, I don't believe that. Um, the next one. Sometimes the only reason why you won't let go of what makes you sad is because it was the only thing that made you happy. Okay, I can relate to that. Definitely can relate to that because there's been a couple of times when you know somebody's walked out my life and they're like, nah, 
Willem would do. You know what I'm saying? I love her. I need her. You know? And um, it, it took a minute to, to get past it. You know, come Friday night, you got money in your account. You know, you got some, uh, some, uh, some uh, Hennessy. And you got a, 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 a vehicle full of gas. Shit. You get all that person quick. Because it's just too many options. The club going on to somebody's house. Um, going out of town for the weekend. You know, the next thing you know, you gradually start to get past the person. So, that worked for me. Okay. Not saying that's the... The... Um, the, the the remedy, but it has worked for me at, at some point in time. What's the next one? Sometimes someone is more likely to fall in love. Someone is more likely to fall in love with you if you meet them in a dangerous situation. Hmm. Okay. Feelings don't die easily because we keep feeding them with memories. That's exactly why it's so hard to move on. Guilty discharge. That right there wraps it up. That's the last one. And that definitely hits home. Because memories play a big part in um, in the relationship. Especially when it's over. Or when you don't see the person for a long period of time. You know, you, you, you get caught up into what you did and the good time that you had how you wish you could do it again and next thing you know it's all you have if you don't have that person you 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 bask in it you know you need it it's like a drug you know especially if that person don't want to talk to you or want to see you and you are like going out your way to to plead with them to be with you and just give you one more chance, you're gonna do right. You ain't gonna walk in the house with lipstick on your collar. You're not gonna, you know, have somebody else's number in your phone. You may even let your girl look at your phone. Cause that letting them look at the phone, that's like, <laughs> that's like, how can I say? That's one of those things where it's as if you get ready to walk off the cliff. I know there's been times when someone said, I left my phone at home. Let me hold your phone. And you start, you start sweating. Well, I'm not gonna go into that. That's a whole different topic. But anyway, um, that, that's crazy when it comes to the phone situation. Let me go ahead and wrap this up. The reality is that attraction is not a result of chemistry. It's not a random thrown together combination of opposites that just happen to fall in your favor. There's reason why people are just a huge turn on for you and why you find other people attractive. It has to do with personality as well as a sense of self-worth directly related to your appearance. Self-worth, that's a key word right there. Attraction is an emotion that people either experience or don't. It is an emotion that gets us to say yes when we don't mean it and if we say and if we say yes and if the I'm sorry and if we say yes 
our brain starts to take over and it's as if we gotta continue to say yes and we have to continue to say yes in order to make the person happy you know so once you let your feelings control your thought process it's hard to say no it's hard to um, stand on your your square and believe in what you believe in because you, you, you want the person to line up you want to align yourself with the person so on that note um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap that up um, I uh, really kind of like put that together um, I mean I did some research and I did some writing you know but there was a couple of things that didn't match up with what I was trying to you know say or get across but I think I did a good job of covering it and um, like I said it's something different it's always good to you know talk about stuff that you hadn't talked about you know because that's what keep people interested or you know keep that one loyal listener coming back I have to tell you, I am almost at a thousand times in my podcast. A podcast that's been listened to. <sighs> Let me see, man. That wouldn't have been possible without the people who has been there, who had listened to me for 30 minutes on a Saturday night. And I don't know why I chose Saturday night to do the podcast, but I figured, you know, it was a good time to get it done before the, the weekend. I mean, the end of the weekend. Friday, everybody kind of like chilling, just, you know, relaxing. Sunday, they get themselves together and go back to work. So Saturday seemed like a good, good time. <sighs> From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. It's, like I said, it's not about money for me. I was in a bad point in my life when I started this. And um, it just came out of the blue. I just started talking. And almost a thousand, I'm gonna say spins, a thousand times that someone has listened to my voice I would have never thought that was possible. So, um, if I could give everybody a something for, for the support, I would. But as of right now, all I have is a thank you and that I will continue to try to do and talk about the best things, the best uh, topics that I could talk about. And hopefully I can put this in another direction because it's um, it's doing well you know um, it's, it's 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 not only doing well as a passive income it's doing well because it's giving me more of a voice it's giving me that reason to to want to talk and do research and have conversations about um 
relationships and sex. I know last week a couple of people were, you know, glad that they heard me talk about what about the questions I asked and they gave me the response. So I definitely see myself doing that a little bit more, you know, as far as reaching out to people and say, give me your opinion, because it's not about what I always think, it's about what you want to hear. So with that, I'm just going to say thank you again. Thank you for the love, man. Please take care of yourself, take care of your families. If you need to reach me, my Gmail is my laptop, my laptop. When he speaks erotica at gmail.com. If you need anything as far as photos or graphic designs, um, any help with social media, email me at my laptop lounge LLC at gmail.com. And if you want to support the machine, you can please hit me up at dollar sign Asbury Robinson. And if you just want to wait till next Saturday, please do that because I'm going to have another banger. I'm going to talk about something else that may be a little bit more sexier. We will see. I may even ask somebody for some help. But until that time, I got to take care of yourselves. Stay up. Stay safe. Go to the doctor. Take care of your family and take care. Peace.